not my usual type doesn't mean not the right person for me. Like your usual type hasn't been working out. That doesn't mean the right person for you doesn't match that description. They could, but they could also be something that you really haven't considered. Welcome back to Not For Everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by one hater and one lover. And we're, in another way, a podcast about absolutely nothing. And that's just fine. Just Nothing and everything. <laughs> that's what I like to think. It's kind of like Seinfeld, you know? It's a show about nothing, but isn't it also about everything? Slice of life a little bit? You know, bit? I do. I do like that vibe. I don't want to be so grandiose as to say, as I feel like <laughs> Seinfeld, but I'm grandiose, I guess. But I, I'm not saying it's that good. I'm just saying nothing's happening. No. Here. Yeah. I mean, I will be grandiose enough to say that I feel like Kramer. Is that appropriate? Like, we're not we're not Jerry, but... Wow. <laughs> I did not know that you would identify with Kramer. No. What, say more. I, I just think he's a little goofy. He runs in, like, with his hair all frazzled, and he's always up to something. So I could see that. I could see George. I could make an argument for any of them. I think that's what's beautiful about that show is like there's a piece of each of them that's probably relatable. I've been compared to Elaine many times. I definitely see that. You kind of speak in a similar tone and cadence. Lots of like angry pointing and like small but feisty. Multiple multiple boyfriends I feel like have been like are you Elaine? Which I love. I love it. But really I would want to I think I'm George. (laughs) Say more about that. He's just got a lot of petty complaints. That's what, that's all he is, basically. He's Larry David, I guess. He's like Larry David incarnate. Reincarnate, yeah. Yeah. Do you watch Curb? I did. I don't actively watch it right now, but I do still watch Seinfeld. Yeah. I only have seen a few episodes of Curb, and I think that I should watch more. Like, it's bit, it's one of those shows that I need to invest more in, but I never really have. <laughs> but I mean, I have a great appreciation for the mind of Larry David, so... Yeah, if we're anything like any of them. The Kramer thing for me, Kramer kind of reminds me of um, Goofy from like the Goof Troop, Disney Goofy. Yeah, yeah, he's like the adult Goofy. That's hilarious. That That's a good parallel. Yeah, and Goofy's my favorite guy, so that's why that's why it resonates for me. I love that. <laughs> the hair. Your hair's always looking great. Shut the fuck Please. up. Please. It's actually, today's not its best day for the pod, but what can you do? It's, it's voluminous, but it feels fried. That's why I'm wearing this hat. You know, the comment that I loved so much on our post from last week on our Instagram was... You were wearing your backwards cap and somebody said, Caroline's giving steal your girl vibes. I was like, I'm dead. She is. She's about to steal me. I also (laughs) felt turned on by that comment about my appearance. Yeah, that felt great. This is what this is actually one of my classic looks, I feel like, is like a lacrosse bro. But he hasn't made an appearance in a while. It's really just because I cannot tolerate how I look on this podcast video. But here we are. Um, yeah, lacrosse bro is very Maryland. It's like if we didn't have a little bit of that in us, then we wouldn't be representing appropriately. Correct. Just trying to represent. <laughs> um, what's on your mind today? I have some topics, but I also, I don't know. It's like I could I could dive in. I could, I'd rather see what you want to dive in on because I just like your brain. So tell me <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling equally lackadaisical. I feel like I've got a bunch of small things. Um, I yeah, I'll give some updates. I feel like. please. <laughs> this is so dumb. Um, why am I broadcasting this? Who cares? Whatever. Immediately titillated. Can't wait. Um, on the last podcast, I shared about my uh very preachy celibacy. Blah blah blah. <laughs> the following day, that came to a halting end. Mm-hmm. No longer celibate. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's fine. I feel great about it. It was it was a nice moment. I was not expecting. I feel okay. <laughs> it was a nice moment. <laughs> I feel like a that makes it sounds like I'd be having a lot of sex, which would be neither here nor there. But it's not really true for me. Um, it just happened. I don't know. I'd been on a couple dates with this guy. Yep. And I um, wasn't expecting to make it romantic, but it was kind of leading there. And I like really paused and had this moment of being like, okay, but I've had this rule that I wasn't going to because I don't want to feel bad and I don't want to feel used. And I don't want to whatever. And I literally just sat there in silence for a few seconds and was like, okay, but how do I actually feel about this? Which is, I think that's the thing I need to be working on 
most. Usually I have the intuitive feeling, but I like don't acknowledge it until like two days later. I'm like, oh, I didn't really want to do that with sex or anything else. Yep. It's like I knew it, but I, I just like wanted to not be awkward and keep the moment going, whatever it was. And I'm like, I didn't want to do that. And I only know it later. So I'm trying to do better about like feeling it in the moment. And the moment I was like, actually, no, this sounds fun. It was great. Great time. I'll probably be celibate again later in a few weeks. Sure. Celibacy doesn't have to be a life commitment. Like I feel like it gets bad branding. Yeah. That's not, it doesn't, it can be whatever you need it to be. It can just be something I say sometimes. It doesn't have to be reflected. <laughs> it can just be um a mood I'm in. I'm in a celibate mood. Does it mean I'm literally celibate? Please, please leave me alone. Nothing we say is 100% literal all the time. So I understand that. No, I feel like you after the relationship or dating situationship, whatever you would call it with the last person, you needed to kind of like heal that part of yourself. And to do that, you were like, I'm going to embrace not having sex for these two weeks. And I'm going (laughs) to embrace like next time I do have sex. Making sure it's something I really want to do or that I don't feel used in that moment or, you know, like there's nothing wrong with having sex whenever the fuck you want to, but making sure that it's actually sitting right with you as opposed to just like doing it because you're there. It's unfortunate that so many, especially women, but maybe people in general, like just do it because they're there and it just like happened and because it's easier it is easier it's like easier it's like easier this is really sad and I know how fucked up this is but I also know it's a very true feeling for me and it's a feeling that a lot of people struggle with is that it feels in a lot of situations especially when you don't want to hook up with someone it feels easier to hook up with them than to say no yep that is the problem and that's not that is not the guy's fault. I'm I'm very opposed to this idea that that is a consent issue. Like, totally. they might have done what they need to do, and it is not their responsibility to ignore my words and read my mind. It's actually the opposite. It's for, it's for them to, like, you know, whatever. It's a complicated topic, but I do think that's partially my response. That's my responsibility to, like, do something because I mean it and there's it's so complicated I hate myself for even broaching the topic because it's just way too complicated obviously there's so much cultural circumstances surrounding why it feels so hard to say no but um yeah it's something I'm just trying to get better at that's my that's my thing it's my thing I need to get better at yeah I truly believe, like, I guess people debate this, but I don't think it has, I don't think the timing of sex has any bearing on whether you can find connection or not. I think it's going to be what it's going to be. I think if you hook up with somebody right away who really just likes you and sees you and is so into you, then it continues. And if you don't, then they pursue and it continues. Like, I just think it has no bearing. For me, the reason I think I do need to be more intentional about it is because I... I start needing things from them. I start hoping for an attachment to develop. Like, it's the most basic, predictable shit. Like, I will wait around longer for them to fucking change their mind about me. It's obscene. It's so pathetic. So trying to hold off and and obviously kind of failing at that has nothing to do with wanting to change their feelings or behavior. You can't do that. If you think you can do that, you're delusional. It's more about wanting to change my own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly the right motivator. So you're thinking about it the right way, but you're not celibate anymore. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Should I give the real update? I've been debating if I should give the real update or not. The the one that you texted me about. (laughs) Please cap it off with that. Okay, so this guy, he has a day job and he also like is in a band and produces music and does furniture design. Super interesting, artistic person. And then... We were chatting and he was like, yeah, and me and my roommate DJ. And I was like, well, who DJ? And he was like, me, I DJ. And I immediately started yelling. I was like, he like <laughs> walked into the kitchen and I like chased him. I was like, hold on, <laughs> wait. I was like, this is my opportunity. And I was like, what is it? What is it? I said, please, I have a question for you. I was like immediately screaming. And um, he was like, yes, what's your question? I was like, what is DJing? And like specifically, it was like, I know that you also do music production and engineering. So like, what is the difference between those things? And he answered me. He gave a great answer. And he was like, he was like, Caroline, it's beat matching. It's beat matching. (laughs) And I said, okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. But, but (laughs) how is like, why didn't you do it at home? Why didn't you do the matching at home? <laughs> and he was like, 
you know, you want to, like, read the crowd and, like, see, like, what people are responding to and what the vibe is and, like, looking at people's faces and whatever. I was like, that also makes sense. Someone's actually answering my questions. And then I said, okay, so you're saying you're improvising. You're improvising out there on the floor? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, are you really? Did you? Come on. You thought these things up beforehand. And he allowed. He was like, you might have two or three cool transitions that you would like to do before you go out to your gig. Maybe like two or three. They're like, oh, this could be a cool transition that you've kind of pre-planned. And the arrest, he alleges, is improvising. So I feel like, I feel like, I I feel like that was an answer. It's closer to an answer than anything you've gotten before. And I'm really happy for you because I feel like this can give you some peace and calm. Um, I do have follow-up questions, though, because I want to know, like, okay, he's playing a song. Right. He's looking at people's faces. He's seeing they they like this type of song, but maybe they're tired of this one. I need to transition to a new song. What's a song where the beat matches, where I can bring that in and then fade this one out? Is that what's going on? Yeah. What What does that mental catalog look like? Exactly. So I'm sure that's kind of pre-planned probably, like knowing that one song's beat matches with another song. Like you probably have that somewhere locked in your brain. Fine. You might decide in the moment like when to unleash that. But then is that what clicking the button is? Like what's the button? <laughs> what is the button? First of all, what's the button? What is the button? And why is why is there more than one button? Right. Okay. Let's let me tell you. Let me let me let me let me re let me break down music. <laughs> <laughs> For a second. We got volume. We got volume. Mm. We got, we got play. Oh, you're talking about the buttons. Pause. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking oh, about the buttons. Oh, when you said volume, I thought you were going to say pitch. And I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to talk about like nah, music composition. Nah. We're talking about the buttons. Okay. <laughs> no. No, I'm talking about the buttons. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got volume. <laughs> you know what that is, Jay? I've heard of it. Yours is usually too loud on the podcast, so I'm familiar. <laughs> we got pause. We got rewind, also known as <laughs> something. And then we got fast forward, which is. That was really good. That's that's the technical term. Yeah. And um, and then we have fade, but that's also just volume. So bass. What about bass? What about bass? No, doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Okay. You're not familiar with oh. music. It's five. <laughs> that's my five. bad. Thanks for explaining it to me. <laughs> Okay, we solved it. Anyway, so thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Thank you to him. He's very fun. Well, I had a funny realization. <laughs> I went out with friends, and this is kind of a continuation of last week's combo, and I don't want to get into the deep parts of it really, but um, I went out with friends last week, and we were all looking forward to getting together and having like a girls' night dinner, but it was really snowy and cold outside, and everybody's tired from existing. And I turned to a friend, like, I don't know, I turned to somebody at the dinner and for some reason, I think we were considering going out to a bar and like dancing after dinner. And I didn't feel like I was really in the mood to do that. And I said something like, yeah, I just don't know if I'm in the right headspace for that. And I paused and was like, I have never said, referred to my headspace as much as I do in my 30s I guess like in your 20s in college whatever did you ever once find yourself saying yeah I don't know if I'm in the headspace for that type of thing or like I'm just in a weird headspace right now all of a sudden every day I'm talking about my headspace and how it's not right for whatever's going on no matter what it's not the right one never the right one just that is so that is an acute observation I feel like that rings so true yeah I feel like all of my 20s was being completely first of all my entire life was being completely out of touch with what I actually enjoyed, what I actually felt like doing, et cetera. And only in very recent years am I getting, have a, have any awareness around what I actually enjoy. Which is very little, apparently. It's it's plenty, but it's never what anyone else likes. <laughs> yeah, or it's never what's happening in front of me at the time. Like, yeah, I, I think my headspace used to be a lot wider and it was just down for anything at any time like it could mm. maybe it could like adjust more quickly or just like embrace everything or yeah maybe it is that I just didn't really know and I was experiencing everything to figure out what I like and what I don't I don't know but I I'm just 
think that this is like a mantra amongst people our age. I'm not in the right headspace or I'm in a weird headspace or whatever. And it it's never correct. It's never it's correct. Never well adjusted. And it's like That's a so new funny. phrase. But now I say it constantly. That's the whole take. That's all I have to say. I love that take. I don't feel necessarily that I'm not ever, maybe I guess I feel like I'm often not in the right headspace for things, but then I just say no to those things. Yeah. And there was a time when I would never have thought I would align with this, but it's like my entire being now is protect your energy at all costs. I feel that way so strongly. I have talked to you a lot about it in like doing the podcast and things and sharing stuff about YouTube. It definitely applies. I think it applies to everybody. I remember hearing, I don't even know who it was, but some woman, 30s or maybe older, middle-aged or something, talking about how, like, everything is about protecting your energy. And I remember when I first heard that, I was like, that's, like, the most self-indulgent, like, self-aggrandizing thing I've ever heard. You're disgusting. And I am her now. And to me, it, it truly is, like, if there are things you care about, whether those things are having quality time with your friends, having quality time with your family, not just, like, filler time with your family and friends – or doing certain work or hobbies in a quality way, I personally need to show up with the right energy. If I'm just forcing myself to see my friends because I need to check it off the list or because I don't want to be out of touch with them or blah, 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 but then it's like I'm showing up with bad energy, truly, or I'm exhausted or I'm depleted, then that's not better than not seeing them. That's worse. Now I've put like in in the history of our relationship, I'm adding on like a negative interaction we've had. It's not better. If I'm seeing you, I want to be ready and excited to hang out with you. And if I'm actually exhausted and I need downtime to stare at the wall and sit with my pet egg, then that is what I'm going to do so that when I do see you, I'm a good version of myself. And it's especially true, I think, as as a more introverted person. I do not have infinite energy. It's especially true, I think, when creating anything. Like I plan out very specifically what my Saturdays look like or what my filming days look like or whenever I'm going to record the podcast or film or whatever. Um, Yeah. And I I just think it applies to pretty much everyone in everything. And I I think about it like nonstop. It's yeah, it is the, the thing I am constantly managing is my energy at all times. I am aware of tracking, monitoring, figuring out what's the next move to to like bring energy back or take advantage of the energy I have or whatever. Like it is the thing that defines the day-to-day of my life and like the hour to hour, which is definitely new. And I think you mentioned something interesting about like, especially as an introvert for you, you have a limited amount of energy. I have historically always been an extrovert and I'm grappling with in recent years feeling this shift towards introversion, but also realizing about myself that like the way I get energy really is from other people Um, but because my lifestyle is becoming more insular just as I get older and busier and like more conscious of conserving my energy it's this really fine balance of being an introvert acting like an introvert but then having no energy to pull from because I haven't seen people Mm. and so a really good example is this week I posted about this on Instagram I had a happy hour with coworkers in Chicago and I like really didn't want to go. And a few years ago, that would have been something that I was like all over. I probably would have been the person who planned it, but I was just not having it. And as soon as I went in and spent five minutes there, I was like so energetic, so bubbly. I stayed for two hours, like the full time as opposed to leaving early like I thought I would. I was eating it up and then afterwards I had so much energy I took myself out to dinner and sat at a bar that was like lively and just hung out by myself and like chatted with the people next to me like I was living because I really am an extrovert I really do get energy from being around others but when I'm out of practice with it I sometimes forget that and I feel like I've been out of practice with it I feel like the pandemic made me out of practice with it like there's a lot of reasons been working a lot and I almost, that's another thing I wrote down recently was like, do you ever forget that you like things? Like that you actually enjoy certain things. I think I forget that I really like random interaction with people I barely know. Like I actually do. Or I think I forget I like 
being in groups because I'm not in them as often anymore. Like I'm listing all my hates. I know it is funny. It is funny that they are your hates, but I really like those things. And I, I've gotten comfortable like masquerading as though I hate them because that's just what my life has requested for a moment. Come a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to remind myself that I like Mm. them. Yeah, I'm glad you can rediscover that. It it makes sense when you describe it that way because of the new things you've brought into your life recently. Like, you know, so many things can send you into like a more a time where you have to be a little more isolated or something or just It's so funny talking about the like I truly kind of hate talking about energy and everything, but it's it's just true. And what it all it really is is like how do you enjoy living your life until you die? Like what do you want your days to be filled with until you die? That's it. And when you're doing a ton of stuff that you don't really want to be doing and is not in anyone's best interest, not even your own, not someone else's, yeah, it lowers your energy. Um, you're less excited. And when you're doing a lot of things, including rest, including play, including socializing, including creating whatever that including helping people whatever they are then like you're energized because that's how you want to be spending your life great that's all it is but it's it's been hard to get in touch with that and I think you have to keep acquainting with it because you'll keep changing throughout your life you'll keep changing what's in your life as you are you've gone through a lot of change last year so like that balance I think it brings me back to like my objections to so many of the personality uh, quizzes or even the label of extroverted versus introverted. It's like it changes day to day. It changes based on your age, based on like, are you pre or post menopause? Are you pre or post pubescent? Like they just change. Um, so you have are you to, like, on your period or not? Like literally monthly yeah. it changes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, this is a like separate but related topic that I wanted to bring up too. Um, Doing things alone is another thing that I really love and like I'm, I surprise myself by the fact that I love them because I just talked about how I'm such a people person and I love being in groups. But yeah. I think there's such an important balance of doing that and also doing things alone, like out in the world alone. I mean, it's great to do things alone at your home and like feel really good in your space and have things to keep yourself occupied when you're home just relaxing. But going out into the world and doing things alone is – actually a great way to learn what you like and then learn like this is what gives me energy and so I'm going to chase more of that um so I just mentioned that I like took myself out on a dinner date I also just yesterday and I've talked about John Mayer a little bit I mean love of my life um I've seen him nine times in concert just oh just loved John Mayer in high school like just loved it hasn't changed so funny I listen he's got some great songs I like some of his recent songs thank you for saying that I actually do need to address for the public I already texted this to you but I mentioned in last week's episode that I thought Caroline came to a John Mayer concert with me in high school and that is not true it was a Beyonce concert very different both that I remember. Favorites I remember. of mine, both favorites for very different reasons. <laughs> they're they're basically the same artist. What are you saying? They're oh same. sure, oh sure. Um, I mean, same same prolificness in my life anyway. Um, but yeah, so I he's going on tour and he's doing this like solo tour that's just him on stage with a guitar, which like I mean, girding my <laughs> loins, so ready for it. And I was thinking about who do I want to go with. It'll be my tenth time seeing him. It's this solo tour that's like he's not with a band and it's like a special thing he's doing. And I just thought about it and I thought about my different friends and people appreciate his music, you know, like people are like, yeah, I like some of his songs or whatever. I know people who would probably be down, but I just paused and realized that no one's going to be on the level that I'm on for this event. Like nobody's going to just experience it in the same way that I want to and I also am willing to like spend quite a bit for really good seats and I don't know that I have people in my life who really want to do that and I (laughs) bought a ticket alone I'm going to this concert alone it's gonna be so good it's gonna be the best I cannot wait I'm like more excited about it than any other time I've gone to see him and yeah I just wanted to share that because I think 
Like it's not something that I've embraced except for very recently in the last couple of years doing things alone. Solo travel. Like I know that you're talking about planning a solo trip. I've done many and I'm such a big proponent of it. Like I want people to really lean into this. It's like my only goal for 2023 is that I wanted to take a trip alone. Um which I've traveled a little bit alone before, but I was like 17 and I didn't even know what I certainly didn't know what I liked to do. So I'm so excited to go just be alone on a trip. Yeah. What feeds into you making that a goal? A terrible family trip, a a terrible family trip where I got back on. I mean, there were good parts of it, but it was very difficult with my parents. It was very difficult with my parents. I'll say that. And um, I got on the plane to come home from that trip and I sat next to this guy and we ended up chit-chatting and I was like, oh, where are you coming from? And he had just been on a solo trip. And I was like, why haven't I done that? Why do I, why am I not doing that? And he was like, yeah, I don't know. You should do that. And um, (laughs) he's like, I don't know you, so I can't answer that, but try it. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's the goal. Um, I'm trying to decide now where I'll be, what kind of retreat I want it to be. But I'm very excited for you to go see John Mayer and do this on your own. That will be so special. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, I I want people to feel like they can approach those things. Like go sit at a bar by yourself and have dinner. Go it's the best. Like, I don't know. You can start small. You can start with like a coffee shop. Like walk in, grab a coffee, and instead of taking it to go, like sit there for a little bit by yourself. And then the next step is like, order breakfast and then the next step is like a nighttime thing and then the next step is a an overnight trip and then the next step is a long trip you know like you can make it more bite-sized or go to a comedy show go to um go to a concert like I find that I sometimes with things that are really meaningful to me like a John Mayer concert or even like comedy shows where I just I find myself going to comedy shows and like not laughing because I'm studying and I'm still very much enjoying the show and the comedy and I'm I'm thinking it's funny, but I am just like studious of that art. And so when I go, I'm very observant and I'm like in a certain zone. And when I go with friends, while I do enjoy that sometimes, I also sometimes feel like, oh, they're uh, – I'm not really laughing very much and they might be thinking that I'm not having a good time and like I'm just enjoying it in a different way than they are. And so there's something really freeing about just doing it by myself and letting myself enjoy it in the way that I do and like travels the same. I feel like I always went to like cafes and did stuff alone and it was somehow it felt harder to like go to a bar alone even though plenty of people do it or go to a restaurant alone. And then over the summer, literally summer's so annoying because like there's all this hype about we're going to do so much stuff, but then everyone's out of town. Everyone's traveling all the time. Yeah. And I was so annoyed, as I am all the time. <laughs> and I was like, where is everyone? It's the summer. Aren't we supposed to be doing stuff? I Like, we could go to this bar and have this great food and have this fun night and wear a cute dress. And I was like, wait, I could do that on my own. Like, I would prefer to do it with someone sometimes. But if Friday night comes around and... I don't have anyone to do that with. And I've been in my apartment all week working as I have every week. I'm going crazy by Friday night. I am going out alone. And I, it like took a switch for me over this past summer to even think of doing that for the first time. And now I do it and I don't even think about it. I don't even think about like I'm going out alone. I'm just like, I'm going out. If somebody's there, cool. If not, cooler. Like, and I (laughs) truly, um, nobody cares. Like I bring a book. I often don't even read it. It's a nice, you know, security blanket or a journal. I love to find a place where there's good people watching, whether it's a cafe or a bar that like faces. First of all, do not make me face a bartender. I'm not looking for a one-on-one conversation with a bartender. No. I I live for it. I live for it. (laughs) (laughs) I even bartended. I bartended for a while, like in my 10 years acting. I was a waitress and I was a bartender at one point. And the bartenders get treated with so much more respect, of mm. course, than a waiter. But I hated it because you can't escape. You have to stay behind the bar and you have to face these people and talk. To them. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So You have to be in a certain mood. I like that advice of like somewhere where there's good people watching, look out onto the street or yeah, bring a book as a security blanket, but you don't have yeah. to use it. Nobody thinks no. you're weird. Nobody thinks you're weird. Everyone just thinks you're mysterious and hot. Nobody thinks you're weird. Everyone is living their life. It's the same thing as in the gym. Like, 
there's such an idea about like, oh my God, I look weird or people are looking at me. Nope. Everybody's looking at themselves and it's, it's very true in the gym and it is also true everywhere else. Nobody's looking at you. A thing that really freed me to do this type of thing was I used to travel a lot for work. And so I would go to a new city by myself for a meeting and I would have like a per diem to charge my company for my dinner that night. So I would go out to eat on this business trip and just sit at a bar or sit, you know, at a table looking out onto a street or whatever in a town I had never been to and order dinner. And it didn't feel weird when I was traveling for work because it's like, yeah, I don't live here. So I have to go out for dinner alone. Something about like traveling made it easier. You can romanticize it then. Romanticize it in your neighborhood. Exactly. Like nobody knows whether you live down the street or across the country and nobody cares. But like if you need to tell yourself like, oh, I'm I'm from out of town and that's why I'm going out to dinner by myself, even if you're not like that. I don't know. I think that's a freeing um, way to frame it. That's a hilarious distinction. What else? What else you got? I, I actually do have something I want to get off my chest. I just have a bone to pick, which I think is probably listen, this is this. I think there's a distinction between a rant a bone to pick, a petty complaint. It's not a rant and it's not a complaint. I just have a bone to pick. Nobody wants me to say this, but I have to say it. And I've thought it for decades. But like, I don't like, I really, I genuinely don't understand bracelets. I don't know who they're for. I don't know who they're for. I don't know when they're for. I don't know when they're not an inconvenience. I've never felt convenienced to wear a bracelet (laughs) ever (laughs) ever do you feel have you ever okay have you ever worn a bracelet and and been and been grateful that you (laughs) it's in the way first of all i'm either at the computer typing in the way get off or i'm like out trying to trying to live my life and it's like sliding up and down in the way get off it's ruining the cut of my sleeve or it's getting like caught on something where, what is, who are they for? Who are bracelets for? I love this because I've had this thought and I've never like said it out loud. I'm not a bracelet gal. I, I like almost never wear bracelets. Bless you. For that exact reason. Um, I find that the only time I wear bracelets is like at a wedding where I'm wearing a dress so that I don't, I don't usually have sleeves involved with the dress. It's like my arms are bare. And it'll be my opportunity to wear, like, a bangle. And because we're dancing, usually at the wedding, like, I'm kind of doing my, like, you know, Lebanese, Arabian, Shakira, like, moves. And I'm, like, moving my wrist around and the bracelet's on there. And I feel like a sexy free bird for the night. That's a, So that's, like, a really bangly, like, loose one? Or are you yeah. talking about a bangle that's, like, kind of um, more mold, molded to your wrist? Like I have worn those. I don't prefer them. I have a set of three bangles that are like it's like one bracelet but they're three together that is chaos that's that's what bothers me the most they're going everywhere they're bumping into stuff they're jingle jangling it's an it's a dancing accessory i don't wear it unless i'm gonna be dancing do you see what i'm saying in the summer with no sleeves i do see what you're saying I am disinclined to align with you. Disinclined to align. Okay, here's the <laughs> other thing. To align. I'm yeah. general. I'm generally on the same page with you, though. I don't wear bracelets day to day. I think they're useless. Um, but you said something that was like, I don't. I find them inconvenient. Like I'm not convenienced to wear them. Ever. And my question it's, it's like- is, are you convenienced to wear a necklace? Like. It doesn't, it does not impede me, Jess. It does not <laughs> impede me. It is not impeding me. It is literally, if I put something on my wrist, it's like uh, the only benefit, it's like is if I'm craving a feeling of encumberment that day. Like it uh. only stops me from doing stuff. It the is handcuffs. only like constantly knocking into things or like catching on something or like slightly in the way or like resting weirdly on my keyboard so it can't type and it hurts or like going up and down my arm. Like I- Extremely necklaces- distracting. Yeah. I'm just like, here's like a, a pretty obstacle to put into my day that I can be reminded of every time I try to do anything. Necklaces just sit and look pretty. Right. Well, necklaces. With, with a few exceptions. With a few exceptions. Necklaces. These days, there's the trend of the layered necklaces and they all get tangled and get in the back of my hair. Like that pisses me off too. I'm a rings and earrings person. Like I'll wear necklaces sometimes more often than bracelets. Yeah. But the day-to-day for me is earrings and rings because they rock it. don't impede me. Thank you. I love – we both love hands. 
And I'm really big on my manicures and I'm really big on rings with the manicure and I want my hands to look like I want to touch things and just feel sexualized by myself. Um, (laughs) And that's what they do. Yeah, I'm with you. I want somebody to I want people to like make an argument. Give us your best pitch on bracelets because I'm not seeing it other than my one. I I do feel like I enjoy a bangle for a dance party in the summer. (laughs) Very specific conditions. Yes. (laughs) Uh, As a Lebanese person trying to channel her her most literally dance. My bangles are from Lebanon. That is it is a cultural thing. <laughs> That's lovely. I, I don't disagree. I certainly don't disagree with that. I just don't feel the same way. It's like it makes my it makes my wrist feel s- all at once strangled and too loose or something. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't feel I just have a different body feel, I guess, when dancing with bangles. Body but, feel. Um, like mouth feel, but your body. <laughs> body <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's the same feeling as like um a long sleeve shirt that has like a bell sleeve. I'm not even opposed to the style, the look of it, but it's just chaos. I never it's wear chaos. them. I agree. I see other people wearing them and I'm amazed. I'm like, wow, you are doing something that I am not capable of doing. I never. have the utmost respect, but I can't. I'm a big rolling up my sleeves person too when I'm wearing long sleeves or a sweater. Like the, it is true. The wrists need to be free. Why? What is that about bodies? Why are you guys like not digging holes and stuff at like the rate that I am? I'm like, there's like a pretty good chance I have to dig something on any given day. Dig, or... dig with your hand. Dig. <laughs> you know, like, there's there needs to be a clearance at the wrist. What? Okay, now what are you digging? Now this is <laughs> we have to get into this. I stand by it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Next topic. <laughs> next topic. Do you want a growth therapy reflection? Or do you want – this is like choose your own adventure. Or do you want um, a complaint? (laughs) um, Ideally both, but give me a complaint. Give me a goddamn complaint. I mean, just just be yourself on me right now. (laughs) This is – I do think this is a segment which I'm going to call not a personality. Oh. Yes. Which is just where I talk about things that are not a personality that thinks such as laughing about thinking the word moist is gross. That's not a personality. You still need to work on coming up with a personality. I don't believe you when you say that statement and you still haven't come up with a personality. So get back to me. Workshop it. Yep. Workshop it. Yeah. So once again, I'm going to I'm going to insult some people. And once again, we're all going to survive it. So something to me that is kind of it's kind of a deal breaker on hinge profiles at least dating profiles is when they say when they're like talking quite a bit about how much they love to travel yes it's not a personality guess what it's not a personality being somewhere being being in a place isn't a personality it says it says nothing about you i could not agree more i definitely know people who do a lot of traveling and enjoy traveling and have a personality. So I'm not saying that enjoying travel is a stupid thing. I'm not saying traveling is a stupid thing. I'm not saying liking traveling is a stupid thing. But when people tout it as if it says something about them, it certainly does not. These are these are some generalizations, so I'm sure there's exceptions. But I feel like I've dated guy after guy after guy who is like so unfulfilled in their life because they're living a safe life. And so the way they bring interest and risk into their life is by for one or two weeks max out of a year existing in a different place. <laughs> that is not, that does not, an interesting life make and it doesn't say anything about you and so when people like put that front and center on a dating profile I really it's really hard for me yeah I mean could not agree more I used to run into this all the time I I I think there's nuance here like I totally agree traveling is cool like there's nothing wrong with being someone who enjoys traveling but I kind of think like the average person likes it enough some people like it more than others but like what do you like about it is more interesting do you like exploring ruins like historic cities or do you like the beach and you like to relax like what part of travel and like what does it say about you that we can have a conversation there but just traveling i've existed in a place same bitch i have said no i have declined further dates for this very reason so i 
I'm so here for what you're saying. Uh, it's just not a personality. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. It's not a personality. It doesn't mean that you don't have a personality, but I we haven't gotten to it yet. And what you want to showcase on a dating app, and it is difficult, like it's a one screen that doesn't give you a lot to work with and the prompts are stale and like everybody's tired of being there. I understand all the frustrations, but if you're trying to put your best foot forward and show us your personality, don't put that. You can talk If you're about- telling me that's the best foot... That better not be your best foot. That's the problem. I think that's the problem. I'm like, is this the best foot? Get on the date and then say, oh, I have a trip to this place planned and I'm really looking forward to doing this there. Like, that's fine. You can talk about that. You can travel. But if it's on the profile, which is supposed to represent your personality, no. Give me more. Give me something else. I'm sure there's either something more there and then maybe we're interested or there's nothing more there and you need to work on it. Workshop it. How much does everybody hate me for all of my complaints? Like, how much? When is this going to stop being funny and start being really annoying? You know what? I I don't care. I actually have more. Here we go. People putting the same prompts, the same answers on dating profiles. This is how I know they don't have a personality. How many times, Jess? How many times, listeners? Have you seen a man? or a woman, I guess, put the answer, my most controversial opinion is, pineapple should not be on pizza. Bitch, you fucking Googled it. Or you took it off your friends. Like, how do you think I'm not going to know? Tale as old as time. It's so boring. Do they believe that's a genuine original thought? Do they think that's original thought? They think that's a personality. Well, I really think what it is, is like, that person does not give a fuck about this profile. They don't give a fuck That's about... That's the other thing. It's like you really didn't try. You didn't try. Or... So fine. Thanks for helping me. This is how I like to interpret all those things. It's like, thanks for helping me know that you aren't trying here. And so I can just bypass you without wasting any of my time or energy. Like those are the telltale signs though. Those are the telltale signs. And then the other thing like I also think about is uh, I think any of any of the people I've loved, loved, still love, I don't think I would have picked them out of a line. I don't even think I would have like picked what they wrote out of, and I find them extremely attractive, but, um, and was extremely attracted to them, but I don't think I would have picked their profile out of a line. And so sometimes while I'm swiping like a ruthless whore, I am like, I wonder how many people I just swiped left on who I totally could love. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Totally. I don't think dating profiles are a good representation of a person. Hot take. Hot take. I don't think they're good. (laughs) They're not. And I don't think that looking at someone on a screen is the same as meeting them in person. Like, I know that they added on Hinge the audio clips and... That so was crazy. huge. It's it, so crazy. That was huge. I, I was on Hinge for a little bit while those were there. And I mean, as someone who gets a lot of compliments on my speaking voice, I was psyched about it. But I think it's an attempt to make it a little bit more personal because more human. there is yeah. something different about seeing the way somebody moves or hearing the way somebody speaks. Yes. I need to see how you use your wrists. I need to see like, are you wearing bracelets? Are you wearing bracelets? Like I truly, like I have some very petty icks as we all do. Don't tell me that you don't. Like for some men, it's been like they bend their wrist in a way that I, I don't know. I just feel like they scoop weirdly or something. Wow. Or I need, I need to know what you mean. It's not even, it's not an effeminate thing. It's like a dogish thing that like, you know, I think we all have these little micro things, like the way you walk, your cadence. These are all little micro things you probably couldn't even articulate that are a huge part of attraction for everyone, for everyone. If you, if you deny it, you're just not taking note. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody, because if nobody had icks or maybe icks is an overused word and that's what people are reacting to like pet peeves or just things you don't like things you are not attracted to wouldn't it be much easier to find a partner but that's not the way it works like we have things that we are attracted to and not attracted to and like denying that is foolish it's a lie it's a lie seeing the way somebody is in real life like clues you off to that way more quickly I mean I've been on so many dates where I was into the person's profile. I was into the conversation we had on the app. And then you get there. And again, back to the speaking voice thing, you hear them open their mouth and it's a no for me immediately. Like speaking voices are probably my number one ick, like potential ick. Mm. If the voice is just one that I'm not attracted to or one that doesn't seem to match the person or whatever, I have been thrown off by many a speaking voice. At the the same time, on the flip side of that, 
I have been attracted more to somebody because of a really great speaking voice. Like, I know that that's a thing for me. All of these things. It's just it's just hard, yeah. which on one hand makes me say, like, be really open minded to people on dating apps because we're all trying and it's a really hard place to, like, show your best self and show your true self. And so, like you said, you can swipe by a bunch of people that you probably would have connected with just because their profile didn't jump out at you. So I am you know, for like being open. But I also think you need to show that there's effort that I think people need to show that they put some effort into the profile or some effort into the conversation or whatever in order to like allow you to be more open to them. I don't know. Totally. I'm trying to balance being really picky because we all should be picky with also throwing in wild cards and being like, I don't actually trust that I know who I'm supposed to be with or that like I could pick it out from an image or like some written statements or anything. So sometimes I throw in wild cards that I'm like, I don't know. I, I kind of think this one's a no, but like I'll try it. I clearly haven't. I haven't been right yet. So I like that. Not my usual type doesn't mean not the right person for me. Like your usual type hasn't been working out. That doesn't mean the right person for you doesn't match that description. They could, but they could also be something that you really haven't considered. And I actually have a lot of friends who, um, whose whose relationships I really like, do admire and respect, who say this is not the type of person I thought I'd end up with. Right. And and they're in a great marriage. Like I can think of two close friends who are in marriages that they say that about them. They're like, this is not the type of person I've dated in the past. It's not who I thought I'd end up with. This person isn't really like me in a lot of ways. But it is working and like I'm glad that I gave them a chance. Do you have any unreasonable um, like superficial like icks are they're mostly like superficial and unreasonable and icks are like they're not a choice. You just feel it. That's what it is. We all have them. I also have like superficial unreasonable turn ons like you do this and oh yeah, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I mean, I don't know how unreasonable mine are but maybe if we start talking about them I'll find one I think they're generally pretty reasonable like the speaking voice thing is one big thing for me I really don't like people who are like braggy or show off that's not superficial nothing about that is superficial no that's real that's their personality (laughs) oh okay wait I actually thought of this recently I feel like um it would be a red flag for me if a guy either loved or hated Taylor Swift. Like if you have <laughs> that's, strong I feelings. I think that's so true. I think that's so. You've got no business. You've got no business. Why do you have strong feelings, feelings about this? No business. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Like I would definitely say no to that. That's um, so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like truly, if a guy that like was like made it his like active cause that he hates Taylor Swift, I'd be like, get a fucking hobby. get a life. Like get what? A life. Yeah, so I don't know. There's probably things like that. And then I don't think this is – this might be superficial, but I don't think it's unreasonable. Like, I think we all do it. I just know that on first dates, my approach was always, like, speaking voice and body language and stuff was always key. Like, okay, you're coming from my phone into real life, so I need to read that vibe. But um, a question that you ask yourself, whether it's conscious or subconscious, is, like, could I see myself sleeping with this person? And a lot of times I can Just, very you're quickly physical attraction. What is superficial about that? Like well, you need to be physically attracted. Yes, I guess so. But it's superficial in the sense that it's like physical. Like if I show All up and somebody attraction is superficial. Yes, I know. Yes. I know. But if I show up and somebody is like really skinny, for example, and like I'm it. like a thick, curvy girl, like that's not what I want. Um, okay, okay. I can't okay. imagine myself have, having sex with you. I'm going to crush you like things like that, that. It might be a perfectly nice, great guy that, like, fits in every other way. But if I can't imagine sex, like, it's not going to work. So I don't know. I don't think – yeah. I don't think that's crazy. I just think it's something that people don't always voice. So – Everyone's judging based on that. If we were just if if someone is actually like shopping around just based on soul and personality, first of all, I don't believe you. Like, we're all interested in what we equate as attractive – is different from person to person, but we all are looking to be attracted to someone. Uh, Maybe you won't go for a skinny guy. I I make it a habit. I make it a habit. (laughs) What are your, okay, so what are your icks? 
do you I feel like you have a refined list I mean I I need to write down more as they come to me but since I'm not on the apps right now and like dating right now I think it's hard to pull them from my memory but they'll come it's hard to think of them but um I see them I write them down just as they come to me but everything that you said is un as like unreasonable turn-ons I think are very reasonable there's like a whole philosophy behind it yeah I was literally talking about like if I see a picture of a guy in a long sleeve cotton shirt I'm fucked Wait, like you love it or hate I it? I love it. Wow. I love a long sleeve. I love a long sleeve tee. Long sleeve tee. I'm fucked. I actually do too. They, those are great. I was like, it, like I saw one. This guy was like his fifth picture down. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I just like, I was like, I was like, it took my breath away. <laughs> it's like long sleeve tee. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one. It says nothing about them. And I probably hate them. I probably hate them. Oh yeah. For sure you hate them. I mean, if that's who you've been going for. <laughs> Um, okay, what else? What else? Give me more. I like that. That's a truth. Of a turn on or a turn off? Turn off. Give me a turn off. An ick. These are things I've witnessed either on the street or on Hinge, and I was like, I could never kiss you. I could never kiss you. If you... I'm just going to psych... I'm just going to hit off a bunch of these. If you cover your ears when an ambulance goes by. <laughs> um, if you walk on the balls of your feet first, not your heel. 100%. If you have, like, gunk build up in the corner of your eye. I cannot. These these are huge icks. These are deal breakers. But they're, I would say they're not superficial at all. They're meaningful to me. Worshipping status. If you worship status in any way. thousand percent. I hate it. That's what I was getting at with the bragging. We have nothing in common. It's We have nothing in common. Unattractive. Yep. Yep. We, we do not see the world the same way. We do not have the same values. We do not think about things the same way. Worshipping status. Yeah, done. Or this is probably related, but being pretentious about, I guess, almost anything. And it was funny I was thinking about this specifically, like I really do resent pretension and that doesn't mean, I was thinking about a couple different people in my life and like I know someone, it's actually one of my dad's friends and he's like super affluent and he really takes pride in like he likes a certain coffee machine and he likes certain cigars and he likes certain appliances in his home and really nice stuff, but I would never describe him as pretentious and to me the difference is like like if he has something really nice he's excited about he wants to tell you about it and he wants to share it with you and he wants to explain it to you like why it's great and why he thinks you'll love it but he is never thinking less of somebody else for not knowing about that thing or like or pretentious about art like never thinking less of you as a person for not having heard of an author like love the author know a lot about literature know a lot about fine arts know it I'm not saying don't know a lot about a subject, but when you judge a person for not having been exposed to something that you value, that to me is pretension. That I fucking can't stand. Like, we do know different things. We know different things. And it doesn't actually, like, I don't even think it's a thing out of insecurity. I feel very secure in, like, the things I'm educated about, the things I care about, the things I like or, like, don't care about. But it's just um, a way of interacting with the world that it, it lacks so much empathy and it lacks so much wisdom. I think it just lacks so much wisdom that it's like such a turnoff to me. I'm very attracted to wisdom. That's like probably mm. the biggest turn on. I, yeah, I love, I actually love that because I've not named that, that wisdom, but I think I do agree. And I'm so with you about pretension too. I think it can even be as small, like I, I noticed this with certain friends, not only in dating, like if you, if if you mention like a book or a movie or a song or whatever and the person you're talking to doesn't know that thing the people who are like oh my god you don't know that like there are actually people who do that all the time I think it's so silly so dumb why are you spending your energy on like making somebody feel bad that they don't do you want me to name the things that you don't know you think I like what it's like just tell me about it we're here now sitting together like do you want to tell me about it or do you want to make it so that I actually don't have any interest in learning more about that thing because you like it and completely turned me off from it for for judging me for that like gap like we all grew up in different ways yes I also feel like I'm constantly keeping myself from saying things that I know about because I don't want to sound like a jerk because they don't know about it or like I mean it obviously comes from a place of like insecurity but it's just yeah and then maybe it's not it's not superficial it's like okay you have some like you need to feel better about yourself so when you stop like when you stop needing to do this thing you you probably are in a better place then we can chat but yeah it's like an insecure compulsion not that I'm so fucking healed but that is 
that is one that I think I, I have a hard time bridging that gap. Right. Yeah. Well, by the way, all of the icks or red flags or whatever these were turnoffs, like maybe turnoff is the right word. Um, I feel like nothing that you listed, same with what I listed, like nothing is so unreasonable or superficial like it's just what you are aren't attracted to the only random completely random one was the ambulance thing for you and the taylor swift thing for me um but besides that these are all just like the things that make up a person and whether you're gonna vibe with them or not like i don't think there's anything wrong with being becoming more and more aware of those components as you date and like spotting them quicker like i think one thing that's huge for me is Um, like introspection because I'm such an introspective person and I mean I don't want to be surrounded by that all the time like I do appreciate someone who lifts me out of that and like can joke around and not take themselves too seriously but I also do need someone who can have those conversations with me and that was a huge gap with my ex like I would try to dig for these conversations or bring up this like introspective thought that I had and look for connection with him over it and he just didn't have a lot to offer in that category and it's something that like I know I need and in dating now is like a top priority and my therapist has even when I'm dating someone new when I started dating my boyfriend my therapist was like can he match you on like just your depth like can he have those conversations with you it was the first thing she asked and we hadn't really like talked about it or named it before but just From her knowing me, she was like, you can't be with someone who doesn't do that. So I'm glad he does. I don't, I think the word ick, I think the ick list makes it seem silly. Well, icks I consider really petty things. You know, a guy could have an ick over like red nail polish. Like she always has red nails and I cannot because it reminds me of my mom too much. Or, you know, maybe that's a turn on. Or because it reminds me of this mean teacher I had or like, there's an association there for a reason, so it's not invalid. It's like eye boogers are – that's cleanliness. That's like – Oh, I could <laughs> – no. Oh, no. It makes me dry heave. It makes me dry heave, and that was a problem with someone I dated recently. Really? It was a, it was a problem. I, I truly was like, I we, this can't go on very long. Wow. Okay, because to me, I'm like – it seems like a hygiene – a hygiene thing that like is very reasonable for you to be grossed out by but I also haven't seen that as a huge issue that's like recurring so I'd never encountered it as a chronic issue in somebody before it was wow <laughs> it was very upsetting what a tough existence and I'm sorry yeah listen I too am disgusting I'm not saying that anyone has to be with me I'm saying I'm disgusting how many more times do I have to say I'm swine we're swine we're swine we're swine we're swine that was like a peak moment of last week's episode like when that was the conclusion, it all there's just a bow tied on it so beautifully. Why did we call ourselves swine? Did I call us? Why did I call us swine? We were talking about art and how, we were being pretentious. Speaking of pretension, <laughs> and talking about That's how we judge everyone who likes museums because we're more artistic than them. But no, we're actually we're swine. No, I just don't want I don't want their interest to be held as the, the only standard. I think I'm actually quite accepting. I think I actually just accept that like people are different. I, I that, like we have different interests. I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more. I think I'm perfect. I'm I'm the perfect swine. I accept everyone. You know, be more be more like be more like us. <laughs> No, I agree. Like, knowing what you like, but also knowing that other people like something different and, like, both can exist. Like, that's that's all it is. I think a lot of my icks, too, are self-hatred. Like, I, I, I like, even physical ones. They're, like, things that I dislike about my body. And I, oh. like, truly, it's weird because I think some people feel differently. But, like, I do. I'm really attracted to, like, long, like, skinny, like, model legs, which that's just not how I'm built. And I like all different kinds of body types in men, but I'm not turned off by like a skinny guy at all. Okay. Well, I do agree with the general premise you're sharing here. Like a lot of the things that we look for in a partner are things that we either are insecure about in ourselves or want in ourselves, like ultimately want to find in ourselves, would wish that we had. Um, There was, I don't remember where I heard this, but it was literally this week from some podcasts Somebody basically said, like, make a list of all the things you want in a partner and then find them in yourself. I actually think it was that guy that you shared, Matthew Hussey. Yeah, I think it was him. 
Um, which obviously like, okay, you're allowed to look for whatever you look for in a partner, but have some self-awareness or some point of reflection where you're like, is some of this really just like what I want? And I'm, can I find that in myself first? Or can I work towards those things for myself? And maybe that will actually attract a partner who, who is aligned, you know? I do think that's very valid. Like, like, speaking of energies, like, is this like an energy or like a value I want to have in my life, but I'm just expecting someone else to show up with it. And that's how I'll get it. I mean, I do want people to bring the legs, but (laughs) yeah, but yeah, but like, oh, I'm looking for more spontaneity. It's like, I could start embodying that. As always, I'm not dating correctly. I don't know how to do it, but I do have a lot of opinions. There's no doing anything correctly. That's like very core to my being I mean there's like doing a math problem correctly there's like those types of things sure but who's doing it correctly they might be doing it correctly for them but that doesn't mean it's correct for me or they might be doing it correctly for them for like a day but then the next day they don't and then they adjust like if 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 your expectation is to do things correctly then you will never you will never it's a poor expectation in my in my in my view. So you don't need to be dating correctly. You need, need to be dating the way that feels good to you. I think I'm way more about chasing like a good feeling. And like does this feel right? Does it feel good? Does it feel in alignment? Or do I feel bad? Do I feel like I'm belittling myself or I'm not honoring my values or whatever? Like those are the checks. It's not right or wrong. Aww. Hmm. I love you. I love you. It's so good. It's so good. You're good at those things. I want to cap. I want to cap it off with one. One, one more. more something. What's something a turn on? A turn, What's a turn on. on from Ooh, okay. The number one turn on is if you like me. Like, come on. Oh, if you yeah. like me, I will do anything. I mean, and that's like a bad. <laughs> that's a flaw in me, but it's also something I can very much like say confidently right now and own because I think there's it's human nature, or at least it's very true to myself. Like, if you laugh at my jokes, if you want. To, like, understand me, seek to understand me, ask me questions about myself. Like, are you kidding? That's hot. It's a turn on. It is hot. It means if they're laughing at your jokes, they, like, that encapsulates so much. They get, like, what you value, what you observe, like, the way you think about things. It seems obvious, but I really do frame it in that way of, like, if you like me, then I'm probably in. And if you start to, you know, if you like things about me that I maybe don't like about myself, too, like... works or things that I think are like embarrassing or shameful or like I just don't usually want to show somebody and then you think it's cute like you kidding me yeah I I am cute but (laughs) that thing was cute like okay so I don't know that's like an overarching thing but I want to think of a more specific one I mean I also love a beard I love a burly like it's, it's a good thing I live in the midwest now because it's all about like be big and burly and wear a flannel and like hold me. Yeah, that's that's the vibe. Timberlands. Oh, those shoes. That's a good Tims. one. That's great. I love a Tim. Not a man named Tim. I've never met <laughs> a man named Tim that I loved. Never met one. But never the boots. <laughs> the boots are good. This is what I like. This I this is the superficial stuff I like. I appreciate being treated like a lady because I don't really act like a lady. So if you still treat me like that, then I feel like there's something and again based in an insecurity but like there's something about feeling small and dainty which I don't like I don't feel that I am those things but if a man kind of like makes me feel that way because he holds the door for me and he treats me very preciously and like cares for me in like a way where I'm like a little flower that they want to protect like I don't know because I am like a big personality and a strong person and I celebrate all that about myself but I want a space in my life where I can just be like a little girl and (laughs) and be appreciated for just like being precious to be held dearly yeah it's really meaningful and small ears in conclusion (laughs) in conclusion small ears you're into small ears yeah I've noticed this trend um I've noticed this I, yeah this is something I put no thought towards I mean okay. it's not like it's not like I'm looking at the ears consciously deciding I like them small or I don't like them big it doesn't even mean I don't like them big or average if I just reflect I think I've dated a lot of people with small ears 
and I think it's from my Obama fetish, and <laughs> that's all I'll say. He has small ears that stick out. His like he has his ears are prominent because they stick out, but they are actually small in size. Look at a picture. Wow. Conclusion. <laughs> Conclusion of my list. <laughs> Look at a picture. Look at a picture. Pull up a picture of Barack Obama and follow us at Not For Everyone Pod on Instagram. This is my closing at Not the Number Four Everyone Pod. We are having a time over there, interacting with you guys, posting weird shit to our stories. Um, so come along and find our individual pages too. The Good Sitter for Caroline and Jay-Z DeBakey for me. Share this episode. Leave us a review or a rating. They're my favorite. We, we keep getting like a couple new reviews every week and I love reading them and just feeling so seen by people. And yeah, write to us in our DMs. We read them. We clock whatever you want us to talk about and we save it for a rainy day. So we appreciate the input. Anything else you got? Shout out to our girl, Abby, Prince Abby, who edited this episode. Yes, the prince. Prince Abby. She's the prince. She's the prince. Someone's ring my door because someone's here to buy a chair. So I think I have to go. Ooh. All right. Sell that chair. Make that, make that coin, boo. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. I love looking in the mirror and being like, you're crazy, bitch. And then going and doing the thing. Bitch, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you and I have talked about how we'll, I'll literally say it to myself. I'll be walking around just being like, you're so fucking crazy. I find myself laughing. I'll be like, I'm crazy. And then cackle. And that's somehow empowering to me. I don't know.